Good afternoon from Bureau Family. I am with Danielle Lynch today. She is our resident wellness coach. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Fine, and you? Great. Great. I'm super excited to chat with you today. This is actually my first time meeting you, so <laughs> this is really great. Anxious for the conversation. So we are here to talk about mental health today. Excited for this topic. So just to kind of get things going, would you like to talk about what mental health is and why it's important? Sure. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. That's important because it affects what we think and how we act and just how we cope with day-to-day -day life. Mental health also helps us determine how we handle stress or how we relate to others and how we make decisions. Excellent. So do you think there are things that we can do to prevent mental health problems? Yes, yes. Mental health also is important because, as I may have mentioned before, it helps us cope with the stresses in life. It helps us be physically healthy, helps us maintain healthy relationships and make meaningful contributions to our community and actually be productive with work and have good work-life balance and having Good, healthy mental health helps us realize our full potential. So your mental health is just important, again, because it affects your physical health and keeps us overall healthy. And so when it comes to mental health, there's mental health. And then we also think of, you know, mental health illnesses. So when we're talking about mental health, we're just talking about, you know, the overall things that you may think of that come to mind, maybe anxiety, stress, depression, things like that. Yes, that is something that can be managed. And there's different things that we can do throughout the day and just throughout our lives to help keep that, you know, at bay. And some of those things could be talking with friends and just having that person that you can reach out to. Maybe it's a, a work friend or coworker, or just having that person that you can call. Also, getting a good night's sleep is important. Sleep and mental health are closely linked, and getting a good night's sleep just improves your overall mental health. Eating well. We're talking about eating a well-balanced diet, getting all your vitamins and nutrients that you need from our food, promote a good sense of well-being, and also your mood. Staying active. Physical activity is not only good for our physical body, but it's also great for our mind. It's a good way to relieve stress. And then practicing mindfulness, that's probably a new and popular term that we hear more and more each day. And that's just a way to be fully engaged in being in the moment, actually, you know, being present, not thinking about tomorrow, not thinking about yesterday, but just really being in the moment. Keeping in touch with what friends can help us deal with stress. And then also, if you are a caregiver or you care for others, making sure that you Utilize, you know, resources that may be available to you and just working on building a good support system. Those are excellent points. Just a couple of things to touch on there. I know, you know, you talked about sleep. I know when I don't get restful sleep, I am definitely grouchy the next day. <laughs> so how do you feel about like a sleep routine? Are there things we can do to kind of like get into that routine before we go to bed to help us kind of fall asleep faster, stay asleep? Yes. Sleep hygiene is very important. It also helps, you know, with managing, you know, diabetes, blood pressure, things like that. So a good sleep hygiene of what we call it is pretty much not eating any foods three hours before bedtime, 
turning off electronics 60 minutes or so before bedtime, even if they have those Blu-ray filters, still the activity that you're looking at, you know, it's still keeping your brain going. Again, practicing that mindfulness that I mentioned, maybe listening to soft music or they have sound machines that are like, you know, water or ocean. And also another way to practice mindfulness is breathing exercises. There's several different breathing exercises out there, like box breathing, 478 breathing, where you are really just taking the moment to focus on the breath. Also creating a good sleep environment, making sure that the temperature in your room is at a cool, dark setting so that it you don't have any stimulants to keep your mind kind of going. So the mindfulness, like practicing mindfulness, I know just personally, I've tried, you know, meditating a few times. It's really hard just to kind of shut your brain off and, you know, be present in that moment. Do you have any tips for that? I struggle with it myself, but (laughs) I have learned really when you actually take the time, another mindfulness skill set or exercise is called guided imagery. Guided imagery is where you kind of take yourself and you put yourself in that happy place. My happy place is a beach. I just love the beach, the way the sand fills in your feet and the sound of the ocean. So I can actually say it works since I've tried it. I don't turn on the TV at night. When I get ready for bed, I close my eyes. And remember when we were kids, you know, your parents would say, oh, go count sheep. Well, when you yeah. get to become an adult, you don't really, we, we've learned that you don't see these sheep flying. So what right. I, I, I count the footsteps in the sleep though, in my sleep, I, you know, I can close my eyes and I just pretend that I'm counting the footsteps as I'm walking on the beach and this happy place. And really what it does is it slows down your heart rate. You're focused on, you know, breathing and you're also focused on those footsteps. And honestly, when I do it, I don't know if I get past 20 footsteps. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's a great idea. So if there are people out there that are kind of worried about, you know, their mental health, what kind of resources are available to them? Yes. Well, first off, if you have concerns about mental health, or even if you have a loved one that may have, you may have concerns about mental health, discussing it with, you know, your, your family, um, if it's someone else, but if it's yourself, talk to your doctor, your primary care physician is a great resource. You should have a doctor or a provider that you can tell any and everything to. But Indiana Farm Bureau also has a great EAP program, and that's the Employee Assistance Program. It's a 24-7 program called CompSite Guidance Resources, and it offers you the opportunity to talk to someone, and they provide resources when you need them. They also have free sessions for a certain amount of period of sessions, and if they feel like you could benefit from continuing work with someone, they will give you the referrals that you need. And that information is found on the SharePoint site, but the phone number I can give is 800-272-7255. There's also access to them online at guidanceresources.com. And the web ID for that is COM589. And there's even an app. The app is Guidance Resources Now is the name of the app that you could utilize. And again, this is free to employees and their family members. There's also a suicide line. If you are ever in crisis or if you know someone's in crisis, there's a number just 988 is what can be used that will link you to talk to someone. 
um, right away if you're in crisis mode. And then also, if you have your benefits through Indiana Farm Bureau, you can download the Sydney app or visit Anthem.com. Anthem offers a couple of different programs and options. One of them is called LiveHealthOnline.com. And it's basically where you can have the opportunity to talk to a psychiatrist virtually. And the cost in those things are discussed upfront before you begin that. And then they also have Learn to Live, where they have licensed coaches that focus on emotional well-being and, and working on goals that pertain to just emotional well-being. Fantastic. I didn't know we had all of those resources. So yeah. the guided resources, you said now app? Yeah, um, guided resources now is the name of the app. But CompSych, you can find it, it is on Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance on their site. And then also there's different resources on Virgin Pulse. If you have a Virgin Pulse account, you can log on to that as well. And there's some resources on there. Okay. Excellent. Is the app, is that specific to Indiana Farm Bureau? Is there anything that we need to register on the, the app? Yes. Well, the online guidance resources.com, that web ID COM589, that is like Indiana Farm Bureau's like code or what have you. Okay, but the perfect. phone number, once you call in with the phone number, you probably can give them your name and, you know, they will be able to pull up. Okay, excellent. I did not I, know about that. That's great. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that if the EAP program through CompSite Guided Resources, it is totally confidential. Your information that you share with them is not shared back with the company. Okay. And you did mention they do offer virtual sessions as well. Is that something that can be continued virtually outside of the free sessions? That the the that depends on the provider. So what happens is they link you with a provider, whether it's a licensed clinical social worker or whatever type of provider. I believe the sessions are four sessions. And then after that, I think you can then link up with that provider. And some I know some people who do face-to-face -face where they go to someone's office, then I know some people who do virtual as well. It just depends on the provider. Okay, great. It's good to have options for both. So you kind of touched on well-being a little bit too. Could you sort of talk about what well-being is kind of overall? Sure. Well-being kind of is, it's a general term. It includes the presence of just positive emotions and moods and the absence of negative emotions with a general satisfaction of life. So in simple terms, well-being can just be described as judging life positively and feeling good. And then we have these different aspects of well-being, physical well-being, economic, social, developmental, and emotional, psychological life. And, you know, also just making sure that we're engaging in activities at work. So kind of having a positive outlook on all those different little subsections of life is what creates well-being. Okay. So do you have any recommendations on what we can do during the workday to support kind of a positive well-being? Yes, yes. Most of us are at a desk throughout the day. So just to kind of take a mental break, getting up and going for a short walk, I recommend if you are at the home office, you know, going to the bathroom on a different floor, filling up your water bottle on a different floor, or if you're 
at a smaller office, you know, the weather is about to get a little nicer. If you have that moment where it's kind of down, if you could just, you know, go outside and take a, a couple of deep breaths and, you know, walk around. Also here at the home office, the employees have access to the on-site gym and there's some classes that are created called Fit It In, where you just go for a short period of time. It's kind of low impact that you can do with our certified trainer, Keith. And then again, staying hydrated. Hydration is important and making sure that we don't work through our, our lunches, taking that moment to get up, get away and, you know, kind of revitalize yourself and get some good food and nutrients into your body. Yeah, I am 100% guilty of that. You're working through lunch or, you know, eating at my desk. Do you kind of, do you recommend getting like away from your desk for that period of time? Yes, yes. Because if you don't, that's a whole nother, you know, can of worms. When you don't, when you're not focused on eating, then you tend to overeat. And then you also, your brain doesn't get a chance to get those cues that say, oh, you know, I'm full. If you're, you know, just shoveling it in while you're sending off emails or responding to emails. So you actually need that time to really take the moment, get your food, enjoy the food, making sure that you're chewing it properly for good digestion. And, you know, it's always good to eat with friends, never eat lunch alone, go eat with a coworker, eat with someone in another team, another department, you know, talk about something that's not work related, if you can. And it just kind of gets, gives you like a mental reset so that you can go back and finish the workday with a productive start again. I love those ideas. You know, a lot of us are working remotely now or on a hybrid schedule. I just had an employee that is fully remote now, and I've been encouraging her to get out of the house. So for those of us, you know, that are hybrid and we're not going into the office every day, do you have any tips on that end? Yes, yes. So almost the same thing, set that alarm because that can be very hard when we're at home. I know I'm guilty. I'll look up and like, well, lunch is over. Set an alarm. (laughs) These computers are wonderful for, you know, meetings and everything else. Set an alarm on your on your computer to, you know, actually take that break. And if you aren't hungry, if you, if you don't necessarily want to eat lunch, that's the time to, I don't know, go walk around your neighborhood. If you have the option, I've got some people who do virtual meetings, they are able to pull teams up on their phone and they're walking, you know, back and forth in their driveway so that they don't lose connection. But it's a good way to also get in steps because we all know when we're at home, we're probably not getting as many steps as we normally do, but that, and then also, A lot of times when we're at home, we get out of our routine. I recommend still packing snacks and lunches so that you don't just go to the pantry or you you don't just go to the refrigerator and just eat, you know, the same amount of food that you would have packed for lunch, kind of have those snacks and your lunch already prepared because it takes away the time of you having to fix something or just graze all day. You have a dedicated lunchtime to eat what you would have brought if you were going into the office. Yeah, I love that. I need to start doing that. (laughs) Either that or I snack too much during the day. (laughs) So since you are our wellness coach, what support do you offer as our wellness coach? Yes, I am. Yes, I'm here at the OMA office on Tuesday, Wednesday. And on the other days, Thursday and Friday, I'm I'm hybrid. So I'm working from home, but I do offer one-on-one face-to-face sessions, as well as virtual sessions that we can do through Teams. And there's a bonus for meeting with me. You get 400 Virgin Pulse points, which, you know, fun that day. 
But I do work with people on a variety of subjects, whether it's weight management, blood pressure, diabetes, stress management, how to get along with that difficult coworker, just a variety of things. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I'm really passionate about health and wellness. So I really enjoy meeting all the employees here. And so if you ever are interested in coaching or signing up, there is information on the total rewards page on the wellness link, or you can just email me. My name's Danielle Lynch and we can set something up. Awesome. So I feel like, and I might've, I might be wrong on this, but did I see that you did like a lunch and learn? Was it recently or you offered that in the past few months? I, so I coordinate all the lunch and learn. So I coordinate. Okay. I pick the subject matter and I coordinate all of them. And the lunch and learns are a great way, again, to earn Virgin Pulse points because you can go back and listen to the recording or listen to them live. And there have been a couple good ones so far this year. One was on Virgin Pulse and just how to work it, navigate it, and how to get points. Then we also had Keith who talked about exercise and, you know, reaching health goals with exercise and activity. And the last month was on CVS. A lot of people had some questions about the new pharmacy vendor that had taken over. So those are definitely some good ones to go back and listen to. Where can we find the previous Lunch and Learns to go listen to them? That is on the SharePoint site on the, let's see, it is under wellness page. In the center of the page, it has the previous Lunch and Learn. The are the future lunch and learns out there too? So we can put them on our calendar. Yes. The, okay. All the ones for the whole year are already out there. Yes. I'm going to go look at that after our call. Thank yeah. you for that. Get the points. So how do the points feed over? I know I've had a few questions. How do the points feed over to Virgin Pulse? So the way the lunch and learn specifically report, I get a report and then I just send that over to an internal person and they send out a code. So then you get this code and you enter that code into Virgin Pulse. If you uh -huh. listen to a recording, Virgin Pulse, will it, it lets me know how long that you've been in. You can't just click on it and click out. It makes okay. sure that you listen to it. And then it you'll you'll get a code and it's generated. That's how those points are awarded. The other points, if you have a Virgin Pulse account, if you're doing like cards and challenges and things like that, it's automatic. Okay. Okay. I was curious about the lunch and learns. I, I hadn't done the point thing yet, so I didn't know how that worked. Yeah. Perfect. All right. This is great information. Danielle, is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone? Let's see. I guess I will just share that if you ever have any concerns about mental health or if you feel like your mental health is not okay, it's important to remember you're not alone. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness and it's okay. I went to a seminar and, you know, mental health is part of just our overall well-being. We take care of our cardiac health, which is our heart health. So, we, you know, we manage that. We take care of our brain health the same way. Sometimes it has a negative, you know, connotation about it if we're seeing a therapist or something like that. And no, actually, that's a good thing. It's a way to be proactive and get help before a real situation could arise because therapy is a great way to learn tools, resources, and just ways to manage this day-to-day -day stress, anxiety, depression. I mean, things happen. We're living life. And sometimes we just need someone there that can help us navigate 
those those issues that we may be having. This is such an important topic. And I'm so glad we had time to talk about it today. I think others are definitely going to benefit from this conversation. So Danielle, thank you so much for meeting with me. This is going to be, you know, an ongoing conversation. So really appreciate the time with you today. Everyone out there, please reach out to Danielle. She's awesome. (laughs) So thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next month with another episode.